But uh, welcome back. That's my house, so you welcome yeah, back. Fuck you too. <laughs> I helped Bill have it. Get the fuck out! You don't like it. Yes, you did. Mm-hmm. Between, and I've thought about this. Yeah. Between you and my dad, I'd, if it wasn't for you guys, I'd still be working on this fucking house. Well, I remember the, the roof. The roof. My fucking feet were just on That's fire. Because that day. you work with computers. I know. Whereas I'm a bitch. I work in construction. Yeah. It was and for like the first like two three hours, I was up on the roof. It was like, oh, no big deal. I can, I can handle this. And just up, down, up, down. And you can feel like the little granules, you know, kind of yeah. in your feet. And, and to let people know, we ha- I'm a cheap bastard, and we had to carry a bunch of the shingles up. Yeah. Oh, that's a fucking worse. <laughs> but, you know, it's like the boy needs, uh, you know, a little extra space. You guys yep. need everything. So it's like, all right, cool. Yeah, I'll help you out. And, and you know, one day you're going to, well, I'm, we have a thing in our group, but, you know, mm-hmm. Fork does tax stuff, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. accounting stuff, and high-end electronics questions. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, you are the computer IT guru, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and I cover everything else. Oh, oh, and uh, uh, our friend over in Pullman, yep. uh, he crawls under the house. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking me skinny. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when we used to tell him, you know, you, here's, oh, you want, you want some practice? Well, here mm-hmm. you go. You get to do that. That's right. You know, for me, it's uh, the funny part with him was um, we would always, you know, we'd always tease him, you know, hey, get under, get underneath the house, run this wire, blah, blah, blah. And he did it every single time. And I know it was, you know, 50 bucks, whatever, whatever money I had. And he'd come out just covered in just shit and all sorts of horrible things. And he'd go, oh, man, I hated that. But, you know, I needed the money. I'm like, dude, if you don't like it, just fatten up. You'll be fine. <laughs> That's what we did. Exactly. But, uh, yeah, so we got an interesting story to start off. I go could... on. I already told you once. But yeah, that's we, like, were, we were going to bring up some safety rules, and <laughs> turns out, <laughs> got a perfect example of a safety mm-hmm. rule right now. I I, uh, I work with uh, doing road work, uh, mm-hmm. and we're standing a uh, traffic signal pole and putting an arm on it. Mm-hmm. Now the the pole base itself weighs two thousand pounds, mm-hmm. and the boss man and I we've done this. Dozens of times together, separately. We've each done hundreds of times mm-hmm. working with a crane and rigging and stuff. And so we don't even have to talk to each other. We, you know, he's. I grabbed the tagline as soon as my hand touched it. He started lining up, and mm-hmm. we move it off to the side, and we're going about our business. And I have to rotate the pole ninety degrees, mm-hmm. which you just turn the strap ninety degrees and hold it for a second. As soon as it's got tension, it'll it'll then turn the pole. And as it turn the pole, I'm supposed to move my right foot. To the right, about 15 inches, and that ought to be in the safe zone. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And my brain sent the signal down to my my leg, and as a team effort, uh, the the leg decided on it, and the knee came back with a well, what if I don't want to move? Mm-hmm. Question. And, and and the brain saying, move now, damn it, now, now, now. By then, it's too late. It's the poles grabbed a hold of my boot, mm-hmm. and it's starting to turn now. If it makes Another 10 or 15 degrees, it's going to snap my ankle if I'm mm-hmm. standing. Mm-hmm. So I, I've i spent various years training in martial arts. Makes me sound like one of those guys. <laughs> but uh, it's actually it's actually good mm-hmm. for your health, and it, uh, it really helps the joints. Mm-hmm. And so one of the things they teach you is how to fall down. So the first thing in my brain says is, hey, uh, uh, you need to fall down right now mm-hmm. so we don't snap this ankle. So I threw myself over to the ground on that side, and I hit the ground, slapped out, so I dispersed the energy, and my hard hat goes flying, stuff flies out of my pockets, and 
it's always funny when you see a fat guy fall, mm -hmm. in my opinion. But apparently, everyone else on the job site was worried. Mm -hmm. And this is at night. We've got the general contractor there, <coughs> the inspectors there, my boss, and our crew. Mm -hmm. And when that fat guy hit the ground, I think they felt the tremble. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And it rolls over, and it's on my ankle. Okay. Now, if I'd been standing, it would have snapped it. I'd be sitting here with my foot in the air all cast and bandaged up. But as it was, I was on my side, so it just rolled over and kind of crushed it a little bit. Mm -hmm. So uh, my boss, being the smart man he is, sees that I'm stuck after hearing the uh, sound of a wounded sea lion. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Oh, sh <laughs> oh shit, so he lines up to get it off the fat asshole. Mm -hmm. And he lines up a little bit, and as soon as it came off my foot, I kicked it with the other foot. Get the hell off me. And then he sets it back down, and he was down there like that, standing next to me. They all try to, I'm putting my hard hat on, stuff back in my pocket. Someone gives me their hands. They can, come on, I'll help you. Okay, I don't know if I can stand, but we'll give it a shot. Mm -hmm. So I get raised up. I'm on my, I'm standing on my left foot. I say, okay, I went to put my right foot down. Nope, nope, nope. That apparently doesn't get to touch the ground for a while. Mm-hmm. And my boss says to me, well, we got to get you to the hospital. And I said, no, we don't. we got a job to do. Let's get back to work. We've got a job to do. Damn it. Yeah. What, what is the time? What's the time? Uh, five minutes. Of, you couldn't go six five, five minutes. Five and a half minutes. Well, he was talking directly to me. <laughs> so he goes, asshole, mm -hmm. we got to, you, you, you might be in a little bit of shock, but we got to get you to the hospital. And I said... Right. Well, here's the thing. We've got a job to do. Right. My foot didn't break off. Mm -hmm. It's it's not broken in half. Mm -hmm. I'm not bleeding out. So let's get the job done first mm -hmm. and then figure out what we're going to do. Because mm -hmm. this has to get done tonight. Mm -hmm. And you need everybody here. You're going to have someone drive me to the hospital. Now you're down two guys. Mm -hmm. So he agreed. And since... Running with the crane and moving heavy 2,000-pound pieces around, you should be ambulatory. Mm -hmm. uh, I put myself on the digging crew. I told the apprentice to grab me a shovel. The look of shock on his face. Like, what the hell do you need a shovel for? Give me the shovel. And I started using it as a, uh, a walking staff slash crutch. Mm -hmm. and it, which is funny, by the way, because walking in the grass, yeah, it doesn't not that big a deal. But when I'm walking on pavement next to the grass... You hear step, clink, step, clink. Step. I sounded like a pirate. It was hilarious. Mm -hmm. And then so I get over there and we're <clears> digging <throat> down to find the conduits going into the base. And I measure down. Yep, that's about it. I tell the operator, stop digging. And he stops digging and I fall forward to catch myself so I can crawl into the hole mm -hmm. rather than just hop down. I figured that'd be a bad idea. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I get down there and I left my, my right leg up in the air, you know, in the ditch kind of folded over because... It's only two and a half feet deep, and right. that kind of elevates it, which helps helps the swelling and stuff. Yep. And I start digging. He comes out of the machine. He says, what are you doing? Get out of there. I'll do that. It's like, I'm already down here. Get back in the machine. Mm -hmm. we got so a job to do. we work together. We get we get the three ditches dug we needed to. We get everything piped and backfilled. Mm -hmm. And, and uh, yeah, so then uh, I, I got home about 530 in the morning. Mm -hmm. One of my other job sites calls me up at... 8.30 in the morning, decides to wake me up. I, they were all laid out, but apparently they sent out a crew that wasn't laid out, and I had to go lay them out. Mm. So I show up with crutches, and they felt really bad. Good. Fuck them. Yeah. Well, what happened? 
Uh, just, just a minor injury. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, that, it, you, when you come from a family, and you know my brother, mm-hmm. and you know my father. Mm-hmm. And uh, so our family credo, we are built to work. Mm-hmm. We work with our hands. You don't find anyone with my bloodline working in the office. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It, it, we're not office people. We belong outside. We're not entirely house trained. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean... Uh, You're going to have a job with your name on your <laughs> shirt. Hey, motherfucker. <laughs> Bathroom. Well, what you do is you open one of your side bins and your front door, and you just kind of aim for the gap between the truck and the bed, mm-hmm. and there's your bathroom. Mm-hmm. Do that with traffic whizzing by at 55 miles an hour. That gets over the stage fright real quick. Mm-hmm. Or makes it worse, one of the I two. Know, I figured it'd be more of a bottle people that you drive by. Some asshole has got a fucking convertible. I, you know what? <laughs> I, I'm a white guy, so the, the mm-hmm. bottle thing, you know, it doesn't reach down into the bottle. Mm-hmm. makes a mess everywhere. That's why I got rubber floor mats. <laughs> Just hose it out. I've seen the truck purchase. Yep. So, but yeah. So in our family, because we're workers and uh, mm-hmm. uh, we're we're kind of tough. Uh, as a matter of fact, later on that night, the general contractor walked up to me, and he asked me, he "Goes so? Uh, is it broken? How bad is it? Do you think it's broken?" I said, "Well, I can't tell. You know, with a crush injury, I'm going to wait till I get home, take my boot off, and then if it swells too much, I'll." let people know but uh, I, i'm thinking i'll be fine but he goes oh, i wasn't talking about you he said i was talking about the pole mm-hmm. he goes apparently you're a tough son of a bitch <laughs> i don't care about your fucking ankle <laughs> but uh so yeah it's not the first place it's been like that uh, in my family there's a motto and this is our family credo we should have it tattooed on the arm or something mm-hmm. it's a, if you can stand you can work mm-hmm. and if you're injured you finish your shift mm-hmm. see that's a good title right there mm-hmm. it's just, that, that's the family credo. Bunch of hard-ass motherfuckers. Here, here, I was thinking, they're not safety rules, they're just safety suggestions. <laughs> like, uh, so so I uh, I shattered my wrist on a ground rod in one place. And it was, the funny thing is, I got to think about it later. And I had asked to use the electric ground rod driver because half of what we were doing that day was driving ground rods all over the place for right. different services. We're doing like eight or ten services, so... We needed two ground rods a piece. That's a lot of, in February, with a hand ground rod driver, That's that sucks. Mm-hmm. So I went to grab the electric one, and the project manager says, oh, we can't have that. Uh, we've only got one of those, and we don't want to risk you breaking it. Fuck you. Well, um, I'm the only one that needs one right now. Why do we have it if we can't use it? Mm-hmm. Well, we have it, so we've got one. You're a dumbass. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to tell him that he's an ass. So, okay, we go out, we're doing it with a hand ground rod driver, and if people don't know how to do that, a ground rod is an eight foot long, about three quarter, five eighths to three quarters of an inch in diameter mm-hmm. copper. And what you do is you use a sliding, a piece of pipe with a weight welded to the end, you slide it up and down, and that hammers it down. Mm-hmm. And I'm a big guy, and I'm hitting it as hard as I can because it's February, and it gets down to about about crotch height mm-hmm. and I bring it up but I brought it up about a half inch too far when I it cleared the ground rod so it wasn't touching the ground rod no more mm-hmm. when I brought it back down that's an important piece of the story because that 10 pounds we- welded to the end of it mm-hmm. was still in my hands and I hit what's called the hook of the hammy mm. which is where all the nerve endings go through out into your hand mm-hmm. it's kind of hook shaped hence the name mm-hmm. hook of the hammy and apparently, if you hit it with that much force, mm-hmm. you can shatter it, mm-hmm. shatter the entire bone. It was in a whole bunch of chunks. They, 
They got as many as they could find out, but they left a bunch in. Every now and then, turn the wrist and you hear a pop. It's like jerking off elephants. <laughs> <laughs> well, it makes it interesting, you know, because you, you, here you are jerking away and all of a sudden, pop, who's here? <laughs> what was that? Meanwhile, I'm just looking at it like, who's here? <laughs> who's here? <laughs> Hope you enjoy the show. <laughs> You're so, next. <laughs> so I shatter it. Now, I'm a big guy and I'm dressed for February in the <clears throat> Pacific Northwest. Mm-hmm. And I'm now laying on the ground, screaming like a little girl. Mm-hmm. For, it felt like 20 minutes. There's probably only three or four. Mm-hmm. And I'm laying on the ground, holding my wrist, screaming, going, ah, because that was painful. Mm-hmm. Shattered a bone, sent the jagged chunks in between the nerves, mm-hmm. and that's and, not... And I the would, nervous system will let you know you I'll fucked put, up. I'll put that on the do not recommend list. Mm-hmm. Don't okay. do that one. And meanwhile, my tool partner... Mm-hmm. Standing over me, going, what should I do? What should I do? And I'm just laying on the ground. My brain's going, come on, endorphins. Just come on. Yeah. Anytime now. Anytime now. As, I'm, as my body's screaming, my brain's going, come on, endorphins. Calm him down. Okay, okay. It's now down to about a nine on the pain scale. I think I can manage that. Okay. And he goes, okay, okay. Now we get you to the hospital. I have this conversation in a lot of places I work Seems at. Seems to be a pattern. <laughs> I've had this conversation before. And uh, so he uh, he says, now we go to the hospital. I said, no. Now we finish driving that ground rod. And he goes, you're right, you're right. Next to the sidewalk, some kid could trip or something. And so he starts driving the ground rod. I walk back to the truck, get some wire. I walk up to him. He goes, oh, yeah, we should, while we're here, let's go ahead and run the wire and into the service and we ran it in there. We get it done. He goes, okay, now we go to the emergency room. And I said, no, we got seven more services to do. Mm-hmm. He goes, are you out of your damn mind? No, I don't think so. Come on, get in the truck. Let's go. Go for a ride. <laughs> so we drive to the next one, and we're doing, it's an eight-hour day. Mm-hmm. This happened at 8.30 in the morning. Oh. So we take break. And when we take lunch, it's funny, we're sitting there at lunch, and I'm feeding myself with my non-dominant hand, my left mm-hmm. hand. I'm trying to eat and everything. And, and he looks over me and he goes, you were the toughest son of a bitch I've ever met. And I looked him dead in the eyes and I said, it's not tough, it's stupid. <laughs> he goes, what? And why the hell are you doing it? Because in my family, if you can stand, you can work. And mm-hmm. if you're injured, you finish your shift. And when Thanksgiving comes around, my dad and brother will be there. And the first thing they're going to say when I say what happened, they're going to say, did you finish your shift? Yeah. And if you didn't, you're going to be the first little bitch in this family that never finished their shift after an injury. And I'm not going to be that guy. <laughs> and so I get to the end of the day. 4.30 rolls around. I drive myself to the emergency room. And they say, yep, you're not using this hand for at least six months. Right. They tell me, okay, boss says, we can't use you if you're not 100%. So mm-hmm. you sit at home until you're 100%. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which I did, and that sucked. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I had hundreds of DVDs. I went through all of them in a month. <laughs> this is before Netflix. <laughs> yeah, before Netflix. But, uh, but, yeah, so then you fast forward to the, we're at the Union Hall, and I meet up with that guy again, and there's a group of people around the table. And I come walking in after having signed the books, and he goes, hey, this is the guy I was telling you about. And they're like, holy shit. And he's like, you're, you're that guy? So apparently, we're famous at the Union Hall. So mm-hmm. I, next time I saw my dad, I told him, well, uh, you know we're famous at the Union Hall because uh, we're tough enough, we'll work injured. And he goes, 
I wouldn't work injured. That's just stupid. What kind of an idiot works injured? I go, what are you talking about you don't work injured? That's how we were raised. He goes, nope, nope, nope. Stupid, stupid thing to do. You never work injured. And I looked at him and I go, well, you finish your shift, right? And he goes, well, yeah, you finish your shift, but you don't <laughs> work injured. Do <laughs> Doesn't even realize what he's doing. Like, mm-hmm. we got into an argument one time, him and I. We're yelling and screaming. I was a high schooler. And I used some curse words. And he goes, where the fuck did you learn to talk like that? I said, well, I learned it from you. And he says, the fuck you did. <laughs> and I'm just standing there dumbfounded because yeah. he oh, don't oh. even realize he's doing it. No. Oh, I can't argue with that anyway. I, oh, you know what? You win. I can't, you, you can't argue with that. He doesn't know what he's doing. Uh-huh. So, but yeah, so we're a tough family. My little brother, uh-huh. my, my uh, daughter went in for surgery once uh-huh. and we're, it's, it's kind of a routine surgery. We'll say that. We'll uh-huh. keep her personal life out of this. Right. Kind of a routine surgery thing. And uh, my little brother calls me. Now, you may know, you, you know I've been in the emergency room a few times. Mm-hmm. You, you know I know the sound. You, you can just mm-hmm. hear. Someone's in an emergency room. Mm-hmm. I can hear it. Mm-hmm. And so I said, hey, uh, what are you doing at the hospital? This is before caller ID. Mm-hmm. He goes, oh, yeah, well, apparently my appendix ruptured yesterday. And so when I got off work today, I went in to have it looked at. And they said, it's it burst. He goes, oh, well, that's been bothering me for a couple of days now. And apparently it was bad enough that uh, they felt compelled to kick someone out of the surgery they were scheduled for because this man's going to die. And so while he's waiting for them to arrange all that, he's like, well, I got a minute. So he picks up the phone in the room to call and see how my daughter's doing. Like, yeah, yeah, that's family. Mm -hmm. But here's, he he not only finished his shift the day that it ruptured, Mm -hmm. he went ahead and worked the whole next shift. Kind of like UPS when I broke my hand. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Did we tell the broken hand one? I don't, I don't think so. Because... Yeah, broken hand doesn't ring a bell. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, that's part of... Mm-hmm. It, this is... Uh, er, just about every place I've worked has got a safety rule specifically because of me. Mm-hmm. And one shop has one even though I've never worked for them. Because mm-hmm. the guy uh, in, in that story with the mm-hmm. ground run, mm-hmm. he went and opened up his own non-union shop. Now, my brother works non-union, and my brother needed a job, so he went in, he applied at this place, Right, Senior Electric. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's not the real name, I'm just fucking around. <laughs> you know, some poor Mexican dudes would be like, why am I getting all these phone calls? <laughs> fucking gringos. <coughs> but, uh, so he goes in for this job interview. And now I'm the reason he wasn't allowed in the union hall because the union hall decided they wanted to fuck with everybody. Right. I remember you telling me and that. I, and I don't take to that. So I said, okay, I will find a way within the rules to fuck with you back. Right. So you can't come back on me again. Mm-hmm. It's just what I, I, there's several places where they have rules in place because I've done that. <laughs> <laughs> ITT comes to mind. <laughs> but, uh, I think I told that story, yeah, yeah. but, uh, so they wouldn't let him in. So now he's going non-union. He's going to this non-union shop. What are the odds you're going to run into somebody that knows me? Mm-hmm. Turns out the uh, supervising electrician for that shop also was a tool partner of mine. Mm-hmm. From the same shop where I shattered my wrist. Mm-hmm. Just a few months apart from the other guy. They'd never met each other. So how many people total are we talking about here? Uh, myself, my brother. Uh, the... No, I'm saying like in the, in the trade. 
In the trade? Yeah. There's got to be like more than a thousand people. It, in our union hall, there's probably, I mean, when I worked for one company, we had a, over a thousand electricians. Right. And there's dozens of union shops. Right. So, so that's what I'm saying. average like, size, it's gotta be I would there. say we've probably got five to 10,000, well, easily five, probably around 10,000 people in the hall. Right. And then the non-union's going to be at least that size. Right. So out of that many people okay. in the area... Uh, my brother goes to interview at a shop where the owner and the and the supervising electrician mm-hmm. have both worked for me or worked with me. Right. The owner technically worked for me because I was foreman on that job. So. All right, fair. Yeah. So, but uh, actually, so was the supervising electrician. They, they were both. <laughs> I was same job even. Yeah. I was I was the foreman over them. So, uh, they both worked with me within months of each other, but had never met on that job or for that company. Right. And so. He hires him out of the blue, and they're, and so they're in this interview. My brother's there, and all of a sudden, the owner leans over and says, "Do you know a asshole?" Mm-hmm. It's like, and and that's it works really well with that whole mm-hmm. hidden name thing there. Do you know asshole? And the supervising electrician turns in and goes, "How do you know asshole?" Then the owner turns to the supervisor and says, how do you know, asshole? And meanwhile, my brother's doing a face pop going, oh, dear Lord, I need this job. He's screwing me again. <laughs> poor but apparently he came to find out that it is actually a fireable offense to have one of those handheld ground rod drivers oh. instead of an electric one working for that shop. Mm-hmm. It is a safety rule at that shop mm-hmm. specifically because of something I did mm-hmm. and I've never worked there. That's That's kind of cool. <laughs> We were going to talk about UPS with the broken hand. Go ahead. Yeah. Well, first of all, UPS, I, I, I injured myself a few times. There's, mm-hmm. there's safety th- gear in place sim- simply because of me. Mm-hmm. Uh, like uh, in the sword owl, you know, you remember when you got to the sword owl, they had those uh, grates over all the lights. There was a mm-hmm. uh, to protect you from hitting the light bulbs yep. with the packages. Mm-hmm. That was me mm-hmm. because I'd be sorting and a package would go up and hit the fluorescent light bulb. But I've still got a job to do, so I'm sorting with phosphorescence all over my head mm-hmm. and blood coming down my face from the cuts, and I'm still sorting. And they thought, well, maybe we should do something about that. Mm-hmm. So they went around the building, and everywhere there's those fluorescent lights, they put a cage around them. You know, somebody somewhere did a cost analysis. Be like, okay, if asshole breaks X amount per day, <laughs> but it costs Y amount of dollars to put up these grates. These bulbs are getting expensive. The, damn him! How long before? The installation pays for itself. <laughs> well, no, that building had been there for decades before yeah. I worked there right. with those lights in place. And it's <coughs> within months of me working in that section, mm-hmm. breaking all the light bulbs out, that they're like, you know what? It's just going to be cheaper if we fix mm-hmm. this. But uh, I was fast. Mm-hmm. You see me, I was fast. Mm-hmm. Remember that time I got pissed off and you're one of the people standing there going, dude, you're stealing all the flow. They steal the flow. I don't give a fuck. It still clears the same. <laughs> Yeah, so, so another time, uh, oh, uh, this one looks like a popped grape because right, right. someone, uh, it was a rainy day, and they, one of the managers says, okay, uh, you're new, you're a trainee, uh, I'm going to have asshole here show you how to put a skate in the trailer. He's one of the best we got, so he'll show you. like, okay. Went up there, as I'm, <laughs> I'm sliding the ramp out for the skate, and you slide this ramp out towards the trailer. All of a sudden, I slipped, I fell, and my finger got pinched between the, the ramp and the actual back of the trailer and it crushed it, it popped it open like a grape it was I need I actually Skater needed stitches heavy. oh yeah that's why they roll around on those heavy carrying uh-huh. things but so yeah the ramp did that I'm 
uh-huh. yelling, uh-huh. and that guy refused to ever touch a skate. It's like, nope, 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 nope. I'm not doing that. That's your best guy. I'm not doing that. Now we're, we're good. <laughs> but uh, so that leads up to the, the broken hand. So I was working in a, now one of the things UPS does is they got these stainless steel chutes. The packages go down. Right. And you, you have these bottles of wax, this little spray bottle. Oh, with a little wax in it, yeah, and yeah. you spray the wax chute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I liked my packages to come down fast so I could, you know, yep. keep up with the flow. So I kept it waxed really good. And one day my back was turned, and a big old heavy 150-pound box came shooting down that thing, took my leg out from under me as I'm flying through the air. Uh, a split second, it's one of those time portal things. Mm-hmm. The, the good Lord granted me a specific ability that keeps me alive. And that is, if I'm about to be severely injured, time comes to a stop, it's like a tunnel effect, mm-hmm. and my brain kicks into overdrive and says, okay, you're about to hit that wall at a speed that's going to break something. You can break it with your head, or you can put your hand out and break your hand. Pick now. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so I put my hand out, broke the hand, and snapped my left fifth metacarpal. Yep. And it snapped. I'm like, ah, oh, damn it. That sucked. Mm-hmm. All right, huh? I've got packages coming in, so I kept loading. Right. And I'm loading differently. Rather than grabbing it with two hands, I'm grabbing it with one hand, sliding it against my wrist, mm-hmm. and using that to pick up the packages. Mm-hmm. And I'm loading. And manager comes by as I'm loading in the trailer, and he looks at me and goes, Why the hell are you loading like that? I said, Oh, box came down, knocked my foot out, slammed into the wall, broke my hand. He goes, you broke your hand? Well, yeah. Why are you still loading? I still have flow. Boxes are still coming. I can't stop. Get out of there. Okay. And he goes, You're not, it's not that busy. Just get out. Come on down. He's like, okay, don't panic. I'm not panicked. Now, You're panicked. <laughs> do we need to take you to the emergency room right now? Or do you think you can wait a little while to like maybe the end of the shift? He's like, I can wait. I'm good. It's just pain is all. No big deal. Ooh, I forgot mine. Yeah, yeah. I'll tell that one. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. Oh, you, you'll tell that one. But, uh, and so I was like, okay. He, everybody freaks out. Mm-hmm. I get injured. I'm calm. My body sometimes goes into shock with the shaking thing, mm-hmm. but I'm always calm. Mm-hmm. And I've had to talk to so many people around. So I tell them, it's like, it'll be fine. Go ahead and keep working. We've mm-hmm. got flow. Let's get the job done. And then, after the shift, someone could take me to the emergency room. Right. So, I did tell part of the story. This is the one leading up to when I made that nurse go through the air. Didn't I tell that? The nurse. I don't think I told that day. That doesn't ring a bell. Okay, I, I told someone recently who worked in. Right. But, uh, so, back to the story. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's so dramatic. <laughs> so, I'm standing there. All of a sudden, I hear... We need help in Medford, which was one of the trailers. Right. Help in Medford. It's like, nobody around to help. It's like, well, all right. So I hop up there and I start loading next to our friend. I don't remember what we're calling him. He's a city guy. Asian guy, awesome. But uh, anyways. The ACDC song. ACDC song? Mm-hmm. He, he, he stood uh, after, um, he stood across from. Uh, uh, yeah, rafting, rafting, rafting girl. Right. Yeah. yeah. So, anyways, so I'll we'll explain call, afterwards. We'll call him ACDC. We'll call him ACDC. Yeah. So ACDC, I go in to help him out, and he's probably gonna like that. That's his nickname. Yeah, so ACDC, liver boy, <laughs> no kidney boy, kidney boy. Oh yeah, yeah. 
But uh, so we're in there loading boxes. And we're loading pretty fast because he's getting hammered. And he stops and goes, looks at me and goes, why are you loading like that? And I kept loading because I, I broke my hand. And I'm loading, just just a matter of fact, I broke my hand. Uh-huh. And he stops, he, he stopped and he's just, his mouth is hanging you broke your hand? Well, yeah. And he goes, how come you're, you're loading boxes faster than I am? Well, you're pretty slow. That's why you're backed up. <laughs> we kept loading boxes. I get him caught up to enough where there's nothing coming in his trailer. You know, comes mm-hmm. in spurts. It's like, okay. He goes to help someone else out. I hop down. And the supervisor goes, there you are. Where the hell have you been? It's like, needed help in Medford. Yeah, Medford. He goes, David, go sit in the break room. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, I'll go. You got in trouble, got to go to the principal's <laughs> office. <laughs> so yeah, so then I go to. They take me to the emergency room. They say, "Well, we can't. He's he's broken it pretty good. It go. It needs to be set, and we can't do that." Right. You would think they're trained medical professionals. Mm-hmm. It's, it's setting a bone. Mm-hmm. I could almost do it myself, but I think it would hurt too much. Mm-hmm. So they splint it. It's like, okay, we've got you an appointment with a specialist. He's the best in the business. You are so lucky we got you an appointment with him, but it's two weeks from now. All right, two weeks from now. So they put me on light duty at work, which mm-hmm. light duty at UPS sucks. Oh, yeah. He's you have one you under a belt and you got to yeah. switch like a switch yeah. or something one like of that. The, one of them, light duty, is uh, switch the belt on, switch the belt off. You're controlling yep. the flow. If packages get backed up, switch it off for a second, then turn it back on. Mm-hmm. I remember and, that. And, oh... That sucked. Yeah. The worst one than that, though, is when they have you sit by a belt that they already know the flow. They give you a little clicker. Oh, and you got to sit there and count every busy package. Work. <laughs> that's a, well, that's what the belt one is. Yeah. Because it'll work fine if it just runs. Yeah. So it's just something so you are working. Because yep. if it's a lost time injury, it counts mm-hmm. against them. But if you're still working even as light duty, it does better that's for right. your insurance. So they always try to find you something to do. Mm-hmm. So I'm... I'm on light duty. Okay, so I'm doing that. And then go to see the specialist. Now, the specialist, mm-hmm. I go in to see him, and he's a nice guy. He's a great yeah. guy. Best in the business. Okay, well, let's see. And so he takes me into this little room, and he sits me in this chair, and it's a steel chair, and it's bolted to the floor. Mm-hmm. So they like, oh, they must do some kinds of work in here. Okay. And I didn't notice what was going on. He said, okay, let me see your hand. So he takes my hand, and he's stripping the, the splint off and stuff, and feeling around and i didn't notice that his nurse who was about five foot tall mm-hmm. weighed maybe 90 pounds nice little girl well she was older than me nice little lady and so i she i didn't notice that she'd grab my right arm now people that don't know this you and i used to be uh well you were a bodybuilder mm-hmm. i was a power lifter mm-hmm. that's the best description because right. you could build a body mm-hmm. uh, i'm stuck with this yeah I, mean, I built mine out of Play-Doh. <laughs> yeah. I look like a, I look just like a fat guy, but I can flex all but like one inch of my, mm-hmm. uh, of my skin that surrounds me. Mm-hmm. I said that so sensually, but uh, so I didn't notice that this <laughs> little woman had grabbed my arm. Yeah. She was holding onto my arm because I was paying attention to the guy that's got the one that is injured, mm-hmm. and the one that's going to be hurting the most. That's the one you concentrate on because mm-hmm. you know if he touches it wrong, I'm going to let him know. Mm-hmm. And he goes, don't worry, just just relax. I'm just feeling around to see how bad it is. It's like, okay, that lying son of a bitch. All mm-hmm. of a sudden, you hear snap. Now, that's where the primordial brain takes over. Mm-hmm. And the part that would slow down time and get a tunnel effect, that didn't happen mm-hmm. so much. Because mm-hmm. it's like, okay, you're not going to die. But what happened was my right arm, he's holding my left one. That right arm's like, you motherfucker. And it came up in the air, and I stopped. 
about a half an inch from his throat. Now, I have enough hand strength. If I'd have got to his throat, I could have crushed his larynx. He would have died. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's that simple. I have that much strength. It's UPS strength. We've discussed that before. Mm-hmm. When you can pick up a 100-pound box, mm-hmm. which is without wrapping your hand around it just by squeezing it, then mm-hmm. that's some hand strength. So about a half inch from that doctor's throat is where my hand stopped and this little voice in my head said very calmly, don't kill the doctor. Mm-hmm. And all of a sudden, in that split second, I realized that's probably a good idea. Don't kill the doctor. Mm-hmm. So I reversed course on my arm. I took it back the same direction. So it, it, it came up in an arc and it went back down in an arc. No effort. No effort at all, even though there was a 90-pound woman holding on to it, flying through the air, coming at the doctor, flying back. And as soon as I grabbed a hold of the chair and she realized I'm holding on to the chair, the arm's not going to move again, she lets go and she's kind of staggering off, shaking, because she's like, whoa, the doctor, give him credit. That, that is probably the best doctor at that, because mm-hmm. he didn't even move a muscle. You could see the fear in his eyes, mm-hmm. but he didn't move a muscle. Mm-hmm. Still holding my hand. And I very, a little out of breath, Doc, next time you do that to someone my size, you should warn me. Mm-hmm. He goes, well, most people don't want to know when they're about to be in pain. And I said, well, it's your funeral, Doc. I was yeah. about to crush your throat. I said, if I hadn't stopped at the last second, we'd be having a different conversation. Me with the cops and you going. <laughs> so, uh, so I get. I get splinted up again. He schedules me for surgery. Says it's it's bad, so you're gonna have to get a plate in there. Okay, get a plate in there. That's fine. And so the doctor puts the plate. I get the surgery for the plate. I got this uh, before the plate though. I've got that splint. It's not really a splint. He put an actual little cast on it. Okay. And my surgery is scheduled for a month later because uh-huh. he's a busy guy. Uh-huh. And so I get back to work, and they put me on. Breaking jams, high volume. I think I've mentioned that one before because I, yeah. I was breaking jams and a Nordic track jumped the belt and tried to push me off. And I'm looking down 20 feet and like, oh, hell no. And I bench pressed that Nordic track and it snapped that hand back, which broke the cast. And I shoved it down and kept breaking jams with just the one hand. And it was, uh, yeah, that sucked. But mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I kept going, finished the shift. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, so uh, funny thing with... Continuing with that story, right? I got the plate put on. I thought I'll leave the plate in. That's kind of cool, metal plate. You know? mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, airport security. Oh, I'm sorry, I got a plate in my hand, and they have them wand the hand. That'd be cool. Until one day, a box fell on it, and the pins were poking out the skin. Like, okay. <laughs> yeah, that hurt. You know what? Let's take that damn thing back out again. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. So they took it out. It was scheduled for a uh, local anesthetic. Mm-hmm. Well, at the time, you remember back then, uh, I was working three jobs and going to school. Mm-hmm. I was working 88 hours a week, mm-hmm. uh, 48 at one job, 20 at another, 20 at another. Mm-hmm. UPS had my medical benefits. Couldn't quit that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, eight hours a week, or the other 20-hour a week was uh, for my uh, my grandfather at the door shop. Mm-hmm. If I didn't help him out, he was going to have another heart attack and maybe die. Mm-hmm. Oh, can't quit that one. Nope, can't quit that one. Not when Grandma asked me to go help him. Mm-hmm. And the other one paid my bills. Mm-hmm. So kind of had to work all three. But then I was going to school for electronics engineering. That was 20 hours a week. I couldn't give that up. But I managed to schedule a surgery in all that time. Well, the day of the surgery comes, I'm sitting there, and the doc comes in and says, okay, this is what we're going to do. Oh, it sounds fine. 
I get Will back into the room, and they say, hey, one of the nurses there is like, dude, would you like one of our warm blankets? Oh, well, yeah. Yeah, yeah, man. That's this is a cold room. I'll take a nice warm weighted blanket. That sounds awesome. Mm-hmm. She puts that blanket on me, and I, I was out. That's it. Mm-hmm. Put the blanket on me. I'm sleeping now. Haven't slept in three days. Sounded like a good idea. Mm-hmm. So I'm laying there sleeping. Apparently, when the doctor came in, saw me out. He pulled the anesthesiologist into the hallway and starts yelling at him, tearing him a new one. I told you this is supposed to be local anesthetic. What the hell is he doing out? I only gave him local anesthetic. Then why the fuck is he out? They're arguing. At that time, my grandmother had chosen that moment to go get herself some coffee. Mm-hmm. And she happened to be walking down that hallway and see the doctor and the anesthesiologist arguing. And she heard that what they're arguing about. She's a smart woman. Mm-hmm. Smartest person I've ever met. Mm-hmm. Now, Fork is the smartest person we know. Mm-hmm. She's the smartest I've ever met. And he will he will agree with me. She was smarter. Mm-hmm. She will, Both our asses at Jeopardy. Mm-hmm. But uh, she saw what's going on. She put two and two together. She walked up and she goes, whoa, whoa, whoa. Uh, he's probably just sleeping. Doctor said, what do you mean sleeping? That boy's been awake for three days. Mm-hmm. The anesthesiologist mm-hmm. got this glow. Like, yeah, yeah, I told you. Mm-hmm. I know my job. Yeah. Yeah, get the fuck out. I wake up, equipment's hooked up to me, and all of a sudden one of the pieces of equipment goes, Eat! I shouted, Flatline! Flatline! <laughs> nurse, that's not funny. <laughs> the nurse, that's what the nurse said. That's not funny. <laughs> she comes that's in. Talking about. That's hilarious. Sounded hilarious to me. <laughs> so, yeah, so I, I got plate taken out and go back to work, but that was an awful long story for, yeah, I broke my hand at UPS. Mm-hmm. I forgot I had broken my nose at UPS. Yeah. To be fair, you've broken your nose several times. Oh, I, I've been around for two of them. Mm-hmm. So, in this one, they paired me up in a trailer. I want to say it was Bedford Park, but I might be wrong. They paired me up with this dude, and normally, when the package comes down the skate, you know, the person will bend down, grab it, and then, you know, because there's two people going over... Instead of bending, instead of standing straight back up, they'll they'll pivot a little bit and then stand up, so that mm-hmm. way you can go a little further. He had been doing that all night. Bend down, twist, stand up, and he did that like ninety percent of the trailer, no problem. Well, I had been doing the same thing, and then for whatever reason, he particularly decided to bend down, pick up a box, and as he came up, I was bending down to grab a box, and the back of his head caught the bridge of my nose and just fucking crushed it. I'm like, fucking saw stars, eyes start watering, nose started bleeding the whole nine. So, you remember the lady who was a legit lesbian? I think she was dating the cop. Yeah, the, you know skin, what I'm the, the skinnier one. The, yeah, the yeah. skinnier girl, kind of yeah. tall. Yeah. Most of the lesbians that work there were the short lesbians. Right. You see, lesbians come in two types. They have the short, stocky, yep. butch kind, and then they have the taller, prettier, you can't tell until you ask her out. She mm-hmm. said, uh, yeah, you got one too many parts down there. Yeah. So Which that always threw me because one, two, I got three too many parts down there, bitch. <laughs> so she <laughs> she saw my nose basically explode, and she went, "Oh my god, go sit." It wasn't the break room; it was that other room that had that long. You know what I'm talking about? It was almost like an office. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go sit in there, no problem. So she gives me an ice pack, pop it on my face. That was an office, by the way. Yeah. That's where the managers prep for the day. Yeah. So. Mickey, my best friend, <laughs> he comes in and goes, what in the fuck are you doing? 
and I and I go, oh, I, I think I broke my nose. And he goes, oh, you didn't break your nose. Let me see. And I pulled it away. I have not seen my face at this point. And he goes, ooh, and cringed a little bit. And I'm like, okay, that's not a good sign. <laughs> so I was dating... <laughs> I was dating Hazmat at the time, the girl at the Hazmat yep. uh, uh, spot. and She was she, only mildly irritating to me. Yeah. She is the one that was sat in my spot that one time. She is the one that sat in the spot. Because you dated her longer than others there. You dated yeah. her for like a whole month. Something like that. But she did give me the second best date I've ever been on. So I'll give her, I'll give her credit for that one. So she, um, she saw that and went, oh my God, we've got to get you to a hospital, blah, blah, blah. Okay, fine. Go to the hospital. They're like, yeah, it's broke. We need to set it. And I went, okay, cool. And they said, we got to make an appointment. You know, we'll, we'll make sure that you're, you're, you're fine for the night, but we got to make an appointment. Okay, fine. And because of our benefits at the time, which were pretty much unlimited, I said, hey, can I get a plastic surgeon to set my nose? And they went, yeah, sure, no problem. I'm like, all right, great. Yeah, what the hell? Well, that, that, it's, it's not a matter of them having, uh, us having good benefits. We had 100% emergency room, right. which we abused the hell out of. Oh, it, yeah. it falls under workers' comp, dumbass. It doesn't matter. I, I want. I wasn't paying the bill. That's all I give a fuck about. So they said, "All right, well, we'll go ahead and we'll schedule you for surgery." And I'm like, "Okay, I don't fucking know." Because they said we're gonna re-break your nose. We're gonna set it and do all this other cool shit. You better knock my ass out. Exactly. Oh yeah, I told them like, you better knock my fucking ass out. So sure as shit, I'm laying in, in the bed. Hazmat comes over, says, "Hey, you know, I'm here for you." Blah blah. blah. I'm like, "All right, cool." You know, she's being a good good chick, and. I wake up and my nose is stuffed to the brim with gauze. Oh, that's what they do. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know any of that. They didn't tell me any of that shit. They were like, hey, I knew we're, that. we're just going to go ahead and take care of your nose. I'm like, all right, cool. So, fast forward, I go home. I'm uh, uh, Auntie. I'm at Auntie's house because I was living with her at the time. I remember. Uh, yeah, I'm, li- I'm, I'm. You're living, living in the, the attic. Yeah, I'm living in the attic. A converted at, attic. At my aunt's house on a Wait, of... wait. It gets better. Yeah. You're living in a converted attic. Yep. With your. Aunt's daughter's son, who was what, seven? Yes, he had. So the it, attic, the attic was, was split into two rooms. You yeah, had to go to the seven-year-old bedroom yep, to get true. to your bedroom. Yeah, on an inflated mattress. Yep. <laughs> and I still managed to get girls. And we sound ghetto. In the ghetto. In the ghetto. So, I wake up, and you know, I apparently, you know, when you breathe through your mouth. Because, you know, my, my nose is completely stuffed. Yeah, it dries it out. Yeah, dries out your mouth like crazy. Dries out your lips like crazy. I had, I've had i never had chap lips like that before. So, fast forward, you know. Uh, By the way, you sounded stupid at the time. <laughs> oh, it totally sounded stupid. So, the, I go to the doctor after after it's all healed up. And he says, hey, we're going to take out the, the gauze. And I'm like, all right, cool. And I'm thinking, no, no big deal. He's going to take, you know, a little thing, pull it out. He pulled this out like a fucking magician with the scarves. Just... Where the yeah. hell? And I'm like, ah, motherfucker. Well, when he pulled it out, it started bleeding, right? Because there's, you know, little capillaries and, and shit you're like thinking, that. oh, it's an issue. He's like, yeah, it's normal. Yeah. So I'm like, fuck that. So when he pulled it out, he's expecting me to, like, pinch my nose, tilt my head back. Down. I'm like, nah, fuck that. So I lean over, and I just let it gush onto his floor. <laughs> and he's he, like, hey, fuck he, you. He don't have to clean it. <clears throat> Yeah, he uh, he was a little uh, irritated that I let it bleed on the floor. I'm like, "Fuck you, dude!" So uh, you did it exactly. <laughs> yeah, I had forgotten I broke my nose there. I, um, God, yeah, there was that, and then there was where I caught my finger, uh, my uh, the, the the metal strap. So if you ship something, and you know this, if you ship something more than X amount of weight, um, they put a metal band around it 
just to hold it in the box. Yep. And I had picked up, I, I want to say it was like a transmission part or some shit like that, but it was in a cardboard box, had the band wrapped up in it, and it fell out of my hands. And when it fell in my hands, I went to reach and grab it. And when I did, that metal band went underneath this fingernail right here yeah. and sliced it open, just like butter. And there was blood gushing everywhere. <laughs> I, I, I want to point out, I love the fact, the part of the fact, I think it was a transmission part. This man knows nothing about automotive. It was fucking heavy. I knew that. <laughs> you could just say auto part. Don't say tra- try to sound special like I'm, it was I'm, a transmission part. <laughs> this motherfucker's called me because he stripped out the lug on. He's only got four on his little Honda. Yeah. He stripped out yeah. one of the lugs on a work night. So I had to go over there and help him drill out that that bolt or that nut and get it off. And then we ended up having to replace the entire lug bolt. I had to go to the 24-hour auto parts store in yeah. Portland. Is it, is it still open? No, no, no? it's it's closed okay. down. I, Do they I, have any 24-hour parts stores anymore? No, because it, they, they know people aren't stupid they, enough they, to they, work on their cars they, on the work fucking night, you jackass. That was the second time. I don't even remember the first time you had you called me on a work night to come help you uh, fix your car I that was, you shouldn't have I been. I was doing an oil change on the CRX, and I could not get the... Uh, oh yeah, that's right. You you, I couldn't you get did it. my trick because yeah. you couldn't get the oil filter loose. And I said right. I had told you in the past you drive right. a screwdriver through it and turn it, but yeah. apparently it was so tight and you I'm guessing turned it the wrong way. Right, oh, no, tighty right way, but it but it uh-huh. uh, it had uh, it had basically shredded the uh, it shredded it and you needed yeah. to get it off. So I had to come over with my 460 channel locks and mm-hmm. which are big channel locks and mm-hmm. loosen that for you. But mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do stuff on a work night mm-hmm. now. This man's this man's wife. Knows more about cars than most Ooh, people, so she does all the work. She won't let him touch the car, which is good so when, because he's gonna fuck it up. So when I had the Civic, I told her because she's always been like, "Oh, I've rebuilt engines, blah blah blah." Great, yeah, yeah. you do it, right? So yeah. I needed a brake job on the Civic. Now here, here's the thing: between you and me, mm-hmm. and, and apparently whoever's listening, yeah, yeah. Um, between you, me, and and. Your audience of yeah. what five or ten? I, now? I'm at I'm at like twelve, I think. Some shit like that. Yeah. Good lord. Yeah, yeah, look at me being popular. <laughs> if they met you, you wouldn't be popular. Yeah, I don't know. But uh, uh, she has said all the right buzzwords mm-hmm. that she knows how to do these things. Mm-hmm. I haven't actually seen her work on a car. I've seen her work on a car because she worked on my car. She did the brakes on my Civic and did a fine job, no problems. It you know, still no stopped? They still stopped, you know, so, you know. She, she must not have seen the life insurance policy yet. Mm-hmm. But uh, the funniest part about that whole thing was... You don't have one. I do. Wow. Yeah. He's all adult. Yeah, I know. You're looking sexier yeah, by the minute. damn right I am. <laughs> and, and the thing is, is, it's all like, hey, make sure we take care of the boy. Because as soon as he was born, I'm like, okay, got to take care of her. Exactly. I was like, yeah, she'll be all right. You can take care of yourself. Exactly. Well, we had... Um, so I had the, the Civic up on on uh jack stands she had the the passenger tire off she was working the front brakes and i'm leaning up against crx and i've got a drink in my hand i'm like hey you know you say you can do this shit let's see if you do it right and as we're do as that scenario is playing out there are these two 17 year old boys they walk by the house with the garage door open and they see me drinking and having a great old time and they look over and they see the girl changing out the brakes and they're like what the fuck is this and so i just kind of look at them wink and, how's it going fellas <laughs> <laughs> this is how you do it <coughs> this is how we do uh, it 
It's oh, great too. When I was working those three jobs and going to school, I'm mm-hmm. reminded of uh, mm-hmm. I was because uh, you all, when you broke your nose, you described me. You, mm-hmm. you reminded me of a story. Uh, right. When I worked for one electrical contractor, where remember when I I got this lovely scar? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, remind me of that one in a minute. But right. uh, speaking of co- working on cars and stuff, this jackass here bought an '89 Mustang. I love that because car. he loved that car. Now, funny thing is, he bought that car, came to show it to me first, because, you know what, when he was... <laughs> okay, well... Uh, he was uh, living up north. How's that? Living up north. There we okay, go. So he yeah, was living up north. north. There you go. He's yeah. living up north. And <laughs> so he's living up north. I was the only friend that would come visit him. And due to the constraints of the school he was in, mm-hmm. he mm-hmm. couldn't just leave. Right. And since he was our only friend there, he didn't have any other friends to hang out with. Mm-hmm. And so I went up and visited him. Mm-hmm. And pretty much the only one. In his dormitory, you know, mm-hmm. they kept it kind of cold. It's winter. And they're like, Mm-hmm. Fuck you, you want heat? Mm-hmm. Get a coat. Well, his family doesn't have a lot of money. and mm-hmm. I had a job, one of my jobs. I had enough, I, I had plenty of money, so mm-hmm. I bought myself a nice leather jacket, the one I always wanted. Mm-hmm. And I still have that. And he says, yeah, don't fit no more. Oh, of course it don't <laughs> fit no more. It hasn't but, fit in years. But he says, uh, calls me up and goes, hey, asshole, I'm a... Uh, <laughs> Hey, I love asshole. that thing. Hey, asshole. By the way, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm fucking freezing. Yeah. And so between shifts, I had just enough time one day. Instead of sleeping for that three hours, uh-huh. I drove up. I, I showed up at the visiting time. I showed up and he goes, hey, you're here. And I go, here, this will help keep you warm. Got to go. Got to get back to work. I turned around, drove back. Uh-huh. That's the kind of friend you got uh-huh. there. So he wanted to show me his new car. Uh-huh. He Bring, I love that car. He shows up. Even though it only had a four-banger in it. It was, uh, there's a car dealership around here that says, we will finance anyone, the law allows, except, <laughs> except for me. Except for Billy here. That <laughs> was great, too. I remember leaving the dealership like, motherfucker, you said you'd finance anybody. <laughs> you had a job and everything. I had a job. Yeah, yeah but look no at credit. you. We're not going to finance you. You're out today. <laughs> we'll finance anybody. He's never had ass all over there. But <laughs> so he's got this '89 Mustang, and it's an it's a, in good shape. It's a yeah. nice car, and he pulls up, and he wants to show it to me, and it's it's sitting there, and he goes uh, goes out to show it to me, and he, go, he looks, he goes, oh no, oh hell no, I go what, and he goes, lock the keys inside, grab your spare set. I don't have a spare set. That that's still at the dealership. Mm-hmm. Well, well, okay, mm-hmm. call a locksmith. I can't afford a locksmith. Well, pick a window because that's what it's going to come down to. Mm-hmm. We're not going to pick a window. Hey, call a locksmith. Mm-hmm. That's what. That's my circular logic. Because mm-hmm. uh, my success ratio for breaking into cars mm-hmm. without leaving damage, without breaking a window, um, out of the eight times I've been asked to do that to help people out, how many times has the window been broken? I know that we didn't break it at your school. At my school? Your, yeah. uh, your, uh, uh... Was I driving the truck? No, 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 no. I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about that school. I'm talking about, um, uh, uh, your student. Like, about a year or two ago. He had, like, an Explorer, Ford Explorer. You know what I'm talking about? I have no idea what you're talking about. You called me up. You wanted the little, 
Uh, the oh, Jimmy kid. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was I remember now. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you, you now have a slim gym. It's called yeah. a slim gym. Yeah, yeah. Just say I had a slim gym once. Well, no, I got the little. But un- other than that, thing. every other time yeah. broke the window. Yeah, including the time at UPS where you locked the keys in. And while it was still running. <laughs> while it was running. And the tank was on really E. We were going to have just enough gas to get gas station. After 20 minutes, someone else had a Slim Jim, and they couldn't get it open. Yep. And they're working on the driver's side. And you're, and, and it's like, I, I, I think I've almost got it. After 20 minutes, you're like, that's it. You kicked in the passenger <laughs> side window because, and your logic at the time was, uh, that's not my side of the car. Let that fucker freeze. Yeah. Yeah. So. <laughs> circle back so he's got yeah. this mustang and so i said pick a window mm-hmm. no call a locksmith no pick a window and finally he's like okay what we'll do is we'll try to pry down it's got auto it's got power windows so there's mm-hmm. there's no like crank again you're, you're not gonna be able to jog it down mm-hmm. it's a motor it's sitting there it's like i ain't moving mm-hmm. so we try to get it down just enough to get the coat hanger in it mm-hmm. and i remember i'm prying down with the screwdriver just enough and you you're trying to slide the coat hanger in all of a sudden boosh the glass broke and we're both standing there. I'm holding the screwdriver. You're holding the, the coat hanger. And technically you don't own this car yet. Because uh-huh. uh, apparently it was like a test drive. You're signing the papers when you get back. Yep. And you, you're you standing there looking at me. And I calmly reached in, pushed unlock, uh-huh. opened the door. At which point you punched me. Uh-huh. I warned you. Uh-huh. <laughs> but, so fast forward to uh, about a year later. Uh-huh. He started getting a burning smell on his car. Mm-hmm. And so he stopped by my house because he knows I've worked mm-hmm. on cars. And he said, I got this burning smell. What do you think it is? And I went out to his car and went, that's your clutch. Mm-hmm. I knew it was his clutch because clutch smells like brake. Mm-hmm. Uh, if it was braking, he would have put two and two together. But mm-hmm. it's got to be his clutch. And to be and, fair, I learned to drive a, cl- drive a stick on this car. Yeah. So, so I fucked it up. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you fucked up the clutch. I went, that's your clutch. Mm-hmm. First thing I, I said, is, oh, let me take it around the block. Mm-hmm. I drove it around the block. I said, you've got six months, then you're going to have to replace this clutch. Mm-hmm. Which means you had just started burning it. <coughs> but at the rate you drive, mm-hmm. you know, I figured six months. Yep. And meanwhile, your cousin, I don't remember if we have a nickname for him. No, we don't. Uh, your, your cousin was working at Baxter Auto Parts mm-hmm. on the counter. And so just for a second opinion, because he works at an actual auto parts store, you asked your cousin. Mm-hmm. And your cousin said, asshole is, uh, doesn't know what the hell he's talking about. Mm-hmm. It's burning oil. That's all it is. Mm-hmm. Okay. Fast forward six months to the day. What happened? Mm. Clutch don't work. <laughs> That's right. Clutch went Clutch out. Clutch no worky. <laughs> yeah. At the time, I was working three jobs going to school. So mm-hmm. it was, uh, my time was valuable. Mm-hmm. And you asked me. Would I mind helping you change out a clutch? Mm-hmm. That's a four-hour job. No big deal. Yeah, mm-hmm. I'll give you a hand with that. Mm-hmm. I'll set it up for this day. This is my day when I get off work. I have a full eight eight hours that I can sleep before I have to get to, to another job. Mm-hmm. So uh, here's what you do. I showed up on a day when I only had a few minutes. I said, okay, I need you to remove all the bell housing bolts. What are the bell housing bolts? They're the ones that go right here. See this? All of them going around this mm-hmm. part of the engine here, this, this bell housing. I need you to get them all loose. When we come out next time, you get these all loose, and you get this drive line disconnected right here. You should be able to pull that out, no problem. You get that loose. You get these motor mount, these uh, this transmission crossbar out. Mm-hmm. You get those bolts all taken out. I'll come here and help you pull it out, and we'll change the clutch, and I'll help you put it back in. Yep. And then you will be left to tighten it and tighten everything up, and that's it. You know, I, I'll help you out for that period of time. 
my time should be about an hour, hour and a half. Yep. Pull it out, swap the clutch, put everything back together. And uh, it's funny, I came out that day. I showed up on time, right? Yes, you did. You always do. I'm, I'm never late. And we go out there, get underneath there, and we each grab, uh, we're on either side of that transmission, and we pull with all of our strength, and we can't get it to move. And I went, what? Uh -huh. He must have forgot a bolt. So I went over there and looked, hey, dumbass, you forgot a bolt here. Huh? Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Johnny on the spot, you grabbed your ratchet, and you got that bolt out. So, okay, so we, you, are we good? Yeah, we're good. So we go to pull again. It won't budge. So I look again from the bottom, and it's like, you got one here and two over here you still have to remove. What the hell? Get the bolts out. It's starting to piss me off. So you get those bolts out. You've taken four additional bolts out mm -hmm. that were supposed to all be taken out. Mm -hmm. We go to pull again. What happens? Nothing moved. There was one bolt this, at the top in the this, firewall. Yeah, apparently mm -hmm. you d didn't think that was important to remove that one because mm -hmm. it was hard to get to. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, well, that's not a good enough reason. Mm -hmm. And as soon as I saw that, I was like, okay plan formulated i'm going to teach him a lesson mm -hmm. so i said okay i visually inspected made sure every bolt was taken out this time yeah, okay this bell housing is clear it should come out and i said okay billy what you got to do is we're gonna do this as a as a team mm -hmm. you lay directly underneath this transmission we will pull it out you will lower it down and slide it out to me and i will be on the outside here and i will pull it out from under mm -hmm. and then it's out of our way we pulled, and as soon as we pulled, you found out how heavy a transmission is. They're very heavy. Yeah, that thing dropped on you like a stone, and you hear, ah! And I rolled back under the car, so I'm laying right next to you, and very calmly I said, So, next time I tell you to remove all the bell housing bolts, mm -hmm. that's when you said, You're killing your friend! <laughs> I said, You're going to remove all the bell housing bolts, aren't you? Because this is wasting my time. I don't work on transmissions anymore. <laughs> I don't work on clutches. I don't work on any of that shit anymore. I'm like, I make a good enough living here. You do it. <laughs> but it was just so funny. Like, All right, here's where I'm going to educate you. Mm -hmm. You needed education. I'll give you education. Mm -hmm. I'm that kind. I'm that kind of a friend. Aren't I will you help kind? you. Out. Fuck you. If I see someone doing something wrong, you know me. I will let. Pisses the wife off to no end because mm -hmm. we'll be in traffic and someone needs to be told they're a dumbass. Mm -hmm. I will roll down the window and point out, hey, uh, dumbass, you're not supposed to do that. Mm -hmm. I don't care who they are. Mm -hmm. I don't care if it's a nun. I don't care if it's a guy three times my size. Mm -hmm. You're a dumbass and you need to be told. Mm -hmm. To be fair, I call myself dumbass too. Mm -hmm. But uh, so so the one with the 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 scar here oh yeah, yeah. you reminded me of when you hit your when you broke your nose mm -hmm. so i was working for an electrical contractor and we're doing a job where we're doing some we're working for this i'll call it general contractor in quotes one of those mm -hmm. guys who uh, he's a handyman basically okay he's got his name on the side of a truck and that's yeah it. and i don't think yeah. he pays a business license mm -hmm. and i'm damn sure he's not he's not uh getting the job inspected mm -hmm. if you know what i mean right so we're working on this job and we're doing the rough in and the journeyman i was an apprentice at the time right i was uh still just dating i wasn't engaged to my wife at the time i was uh -huh. still dating her and it's, it's funny our first date is another injury story Ooh. i'm gonna have to go into that and then i can go into how we met which was yeah it was yeah, another yeah. good and then we'll have to wrap it up i'm guessing for the night what time yeah oh, we're looking at 
Yeah, we're at an hour, so we're a good spot. Yeah, that's that's so. Yeah, we'll we'll describe all that because uh, that the the meeting uh, the meeting the wife is really the mm. the best part of that story. But I still tell that story. Yeah, because it's well, you know, somebody died. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, and my ex had a very good very good comment. But go ahead. Yeah. Oh, I'll have to hear that comment in a bit. Um, so. This is after, after, while we're still dating, this is back when uh, pagers were common. Mm-hmm. So she had a pager. That's part of the story. Keep up. Mm-hmm. So we, uh, we're working this job. He sends me to the truck to get some, uh, I don't remember what kind of boxes, some more electrical boxes than they want kind. And I open the side door and I get the parts out and I'm wearing my tool bag. I'm a good apprentice. I'm going fast. And it's a 1970s van, and you have to slam that door to get it shut. Another feature with a 1970s van is the mirror thing is held on with this really stiff metal arm, mm-hmm. and it's a good-sized mirror. Mm-hmm. And as I slam that door, I turn to the right, and my my right above my eye mm-hmm. hits the side of the mirror. And that thing, it's so hard to move that even though it cut me deep, mm-hmm. the mirror didn't get adjusted at all. Mm-hmm. And I hit my head. It was enough to knock my head back with 200 pounds going one way, my head going the other way. It's like, oh, shook my head. It's like, okay, that was, that sucked. And I started walking around the van the rest of the way. And all of a sudden, blood started just gushing from my head. And I had just started in the service department, which mm-hmm. is, was my goal, was to be in the service department. They, mm-hmm. they finally let me in there. They gave me two shirts. Mm-hmm. And I'm about to get blood on one, so I shove my head way out so it's not so I'm not bleeding on that. I've got blood running down my face, and this carpenter sees me, and he comes walking over to me, and this big fat carpenter's taking off his sweaty shirt, and he's going, "Here, put this up against it." And I, I pointed at him and said, "You stay the hell away from me with that. I ain't putting that up against a wound." <laughs> like, no, I, I'd rather just die. <laughs> you, you got your damn mind. All of a sudden, I'm contracting some herpesyphilitis or something, mm-hmm. and. Uh, so the journeyman sees the, the ruckus and comes over. He's like, oh. And I, by this point, I would grabbed a, a clean rag from a, the rag bag in the truck. I'm holding it against my head. He goes, oh, let me, let me see how bad it is. I go, I said, it'll be fine. We just need some butterfly stitches. We can get them over there at the, at the uh, uh, Safeway. Mm-hmm. And then we can go to Safeway, get some butterfly stitches. Right. We'll be good. And he goes, well, let me take a look. And so I had him talked into the butterfly stitches. He goes, mm-hmm. hey, if. If that's what you think, we'll, we'll go ahead and do that. And he pulls the rag away and he says, no, 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 I see your skull. We're going to the hospital. <laughs> and he goes, we're going to the hospital right now. And I said, no, 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 hold on. This is Friday afternoon. Uh-huh. The general contractor was planning to sheetrock tomorrow. Uh-huh. We're a union shop that doesn't work Saturdays and Sundays. Uh-huh. So he was going to sheetrock tomorrow, mud and tape on Sunday, and be uh-huh. painting Monday. Well, probably not painting, but that's, right. that's he's you know, schedule. he's losing at least two, three days. Right. I said, we've only got 45 minutes worth of work left. Mm-hmm. I promise I won't do anything. I'll just sit here and bleed. But uh, let's finish the job so that so he can finish his job. And the general right. contractor standing there like, yeah, yeah, I like this kid. That's a good plan. Let's <laughs> go with that. And so he goes, okay, okay. So he finishes the work so he can do his thing Saturday. We go to the emergency room. Now, this is a emergency room out in the middle of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's 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 got one doctor on duty in the emergency room. Mm-hmm. One doctor, two nurses. And in the time that I got there, to the time I left, 
Six ambulances have come into this emergency room. Apparently, it was a busy day. Mm-hmm. And I showed up, and I'm calm. You know, I got, I'm holding this rag to my head that's obviously soaked through with blood. Mm-hmm. We're sitting in the waiting room. They get me back pretty quick, but uh, I was back there for about five hours because mm-hmm. the ambulances kept coming in. Well, I'd already read every magazine cover to cover, the Reader's Digest and everything, mm-hmm. in that room. It was there, and I was bored. We didn't have smartphones. Those I'd read all the ago. charts on the wall. I'd read every piece of I said, I'm bored. So I calmly got up and started walking out to the waiting room. This nurse stops me and goes, calm down, calm down. You need to be, you need to relax. I was like, I, I, I'm calm. I'm fine. She goes, we're really busy right now. I can see that. I'm just going to the emergency room to get more reading material. If you want to find me, I'll be back in that room. But I want to get something else to read. I'll be back. Don't worry. I'm fine. I get out to that room, grab myself three more readers, digest. Everyone's like, are you, they didn't do anything. He's like, yeah, they're, they're busy. I just need more reading material. Mm-hmm. So I go back there. And as I'm heading to the room, I'm almost to the room when the doctor shows up. He goes, okay, I need you to be calm, sir. You need to be calm and relax. He's like, I, I'm calm. And I held up the material. He's like, I just needed reading material. I'm good. You are busy. I said, when you get done with what you're doing, you come see me in that little room over there. I'll be Mm -hmm. sitting there reading a book. Mm -hmm. I'll see you when you're done. Mm -hmm. So I walked in there. About another, it was only another 20, 30 minutes. And him and the nurse both come in. And and he's stitching me up. I had to have uh, uh, 13 stitches on the outside Mm -hmm. and five on the inside to sew the muscle back together. Mm -hmm. So I had 18 stitches overall. And he goes... He's, he, he's saying, you know, I, I really want to thank you for being calm. I mean, most people with a head wound like this are just frantic. Right. But you, you were very calm. He's like, well, I understand you guys do things on a uh, triage basis, and it's, right. you know, worst case scenario first, mm-hmm. then you work on down. If I'm if you're not getting to me, that means I'm doing okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm good. Yeah, you're right. So he gets me patched up, get the usual, you know, head gauze and everything, Okay, so we leave, and we're driving back. It's going to take about an hour to get back to the shop where my truck Mm -hmm. is, Mm -hmm. and then another hour to get to meet my girlfriend for break when she was working at Target. Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, well, that's going to make me late, and I'm never late. Mm -hmm. Nope, 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 I don't don't like that. So I called her pager, and I left a voicemail. Mm -hmm. I think so, uh... The voice, I borrowed the journeyman's cell phone, which mm-hmm. was a newfangled contraption. And mm-hmm. I said, uh, so uh, I'm, I'm on my way to the shop to get my truck. I'll, I'll be there for your, your, your lunch break, but not your, your regular break. Uh, you know, I just got out of the hospital, and I'll, I'll be there when I can get there. Mm-hmm. I'll see you then. Love you, bye. Mm-hmm. And then I left it at that. Well, now she has no way of contacting me, and that's the yep. voicemail. Apparently, and I've learned this. Mm-hmm. Don't do that. No. <laughs> Girl, send a freak on that shit. So I showed up. I got I got smacked a couple times. What the hell is wrong with you? Uh, it's just stitches, right? Said, no, you don't leave a voicemail like that. I was worried sick. Why? Fine. I said I was coming. I, I, I said I'm gonna, if, if I was in danger, they wouldn't release me. Mm-hmm. People don't think clearly like that. But yeah, it, it was just uh, it was just a whole funny little thing with that with a head injury 
So, so now if people want to know the type of injury, I actually look, uh, if you look at uh, Frankenstein, he's got this mm -hmm. scar over his right, his right eye. If you look at him, it's on the left side. Right. Uh, I've got the same scar. So mm -hmm. apparently Frankenstein was closing a van door in a 1970s van mm -hmm. and hit his head. And those and, mirrors do not move. No, no, it didn't need to be adjusted at all. <laughs> and that, there, that journeyman, mm -hmm. uh, he had a problem. I think he had a prostate issue because he had to go all the time mm -hmm. i cleaned out his truck for once which is an apprentice's job right if there's you know if he's doing paperwork or something you've got everything picked up on the job you're required uh, a good apprentice is just going to naturally start cleaning the truck up for him yep. to make it nice yep. and clean and i happened to be going through and i'd done everything else so i'm cleaning around his seat and i found this j box mm. it's it's called bakelite it's a brown type substance but it's basically kind of like a cross between fiberglass and plastic mm. but instead of having the holes already in them you pop it with a screwdriver in specific spots and it makes a hole for the wire okay all right so but if you don't pop any it'll hold water huh. and i grabbed this box and I'm like huh why is this box wet what is he drinking out of this thing whatever <laughs> so i went and put it back don't get ahead of me now i went and put it where it goes and we're driving to the hospital you know uh -huh. this is this was earlier in the day mm -hmm. so when we're driving from the hospital to the the shop to get to my truck right he happens to, he's he's reaching around for something i go what are you reaching for he goes i'm, I'm looking for my j box oh that two gang uh bakelite and he goes yeah and i go i put that in the back he goes ah oh. all right all right uh hand me that hand me that uh thing i'll just say apple juice okay hands me this i hand him this apple juice container and he dumps it out the window i'm going well, that's kind of weird then he unzips whips it out and starts peeing in the apple juice container and then it hit me why that Bakelite box was wet. And I'm sitting over on my side of the truck while he's got his schlong in a uh -huh. in an apple juice <laughs> bottle and I'm going, oh, oh. I gotta wash my hands. Yeah, I, got, I gotta, gotta burn, burn my it. hands. <laughs> but oh, so okay, so we're, so we're gonna go backwards from the, the, the first, see here, I met her in August. Okay, this was 99? August or September? No, September. I went to Thailand in September, so okay. end of August is when I met her. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, this is ninety nine. Mm -hmm. No, this isn't. We got married in ninety nine, dumbass. I know. This it was is in ninety seven. That early? Okay. Because All right. we were engaged for a year. Which okay. Was the whole ninety eight. All right. So, so this ninety seven. August. End of August ninety seven. Okay. But uh, our first actual official date mm -hmm. was. Uh, uh, Halloween that okay. year, October 31st. We were talking on the phone ahead of time. Okay. Because, you know, even though at the time I, I, I was a virgin, I was still I was still taking it slow just to make sure I didn't scare right. the person off. Right. Because that's what women want. They want guys that go slow and don't give them the goods. Right, exactly. Understandable. Yeah, uh-huh. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> I, I've learned a bit since then, thanks to uh, uh, internet and pornography. I've learned that, you know, that's not true. I, you just got to be, a few friends you got to pretend to be the pizza delivery guy. Uh-huh. Or the repairman, mm -hmm. which I, I've done both, and mm -hmm. I can, but then I'm more interested in fixing stuff and delivering mm -hmm. the pizza. <laughs> Lady, put your clothes back on. I'm trying to fix this thing. <laughs> Anyways, so our first date was uh, October 31st that mm -hmm. year, and I'm at work that day, and I'm working on uh, splitting a piece of mold uh, molding mm -hmm. that's being, uh, it's two by four being used as molding. But I'm trying to run a conduit. Now, this molding is in place because it's a temporary uh, storage facility built while we're doing this parking garage mm -hmm. to keep 
the the hobos from stealing uh-huh. tools and shit. And it's got a little drafting table. It's what the constru- it's a construction right. workhouse. And but I've got to run a pipe through there. And so I'm down on the I'm down on the ground. It's like okay, well, I drove my hole and it. it's like well, I need to split this wood a little bit. So I split it and it split all the way up. And when it got to the top, it hit this box. This mm-hmm. box is what a Macho Five roto hammer mm-hmm. fits in. Now the roto hammer itself weighs a good 10, 20 pounds. Mm-hmm. The box is steel. Mm-hmm. And I'd say the dimensions are about 22 inches by uh, 22 inches by 12 inches by about four inches thick. Okay. And I hear this commotion. I, I split the wood, and this wood split more than I thought it would. It went all the way up because it was nice and dry, mm-hmm. and it tapped that box all the way at the mm-hmm. top. Now, to fit my head down under where I was working, I had to take my hard hat off so I could idea. fit my head in there. Mm-hmm. And I, it split, it went up, it was, it was this whole uh, Keystone Cops kind of a mm-hmm. Three Stooges thing where everything happened. Mm-hmm. It splits, box gets hit, just tapped enough that it falls off the shelf, and I hear a sound. So I pull my head out, which is an apt phrase, I pull my head out and look up and I see this metal box coming for my head. Mm-hmm. And there's no time to move, the only thought is, turn your head down so it doesn't hit your face. Mm-hmm. So I... Point, I look down, and it hits me on the top of the skull, and it knocked me silly. Uh-huh. I'm actually swaying for a second there. And you hear the thing hit the ground, clink, and the guy working at the drafting table turns around, and I'm wobbling a bit, and there's uh-huh. blo- uh, obviously a gash on the top of my head. And before my head even clears, he goes, oh, well, at least you're wearing your hard hat. Fuck you. <laughs> That's what I said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck you. I had to take my hard hat off to get down in here. Mm-hmm. Prick. So I finished what I was doing. Mm-hmm. But I knew I had my first date with that girl tonight. And I mm-hmm. was not going to mess that up. Mm-hmm. And there's a very good reason why. And it's coming up. Mm-hmm. I was not going to mess up that date. It was that important. And I know enough. I've been to enough emergency rooms. I'm going to need stitches. Mm-hmm. I need to put those stitches off until after the first date because mm-hmm. uh, they're going to shave my head. Yes, they will. They're going to shave parts of my head. It's like, I can't have that. It's a first date. That's a bad impression. Mm-hmm. Why do you look like Mo from the Stooges? Mm-hmm. Um, sorry. Or, or a Buddhist monk. Or, right. Or, or, or a, a friar. Oh, friar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, a friar yeah. tuck. Um, so uh, I was like, okay, what can I do? Oh, I know what to do. Put my hard hat on and pretend nothing happened. There you go. I didn't. I thought the blood well was just in my, plan. <laughs> well, I thought the blood was just in my hair. I didn't feel because it was a hot day, or, mm-hmm. or not a hot day, but it was a hot area I was working in. So I had right. sweat running down because I'm, I'm working. Fair enough. And it was actually it was a warm day for that October. Mm-hmm. And so you know, it's it's I'm a little sweaty. Sure, that's what I thought. I'm just a little sweaty. Apparently, I was bleeding real bad. And mm-hmm. so break time comes mm-hmm. around. I go down. I'm sitting there at break, and I'm eating my food, and nobody's saying anything. Mm-hmm. Now, at the time, I did not like wearing my hard hat. I hated it. Get that thing off. I never wear it. As soon as you're on break, you can take it off. That thing is never on my head for break. The foreman comes in, takes one look at me, and he goes, What happened? What? I, I ran that conduit, like you said. You never wear your hard hat. Take off your hard hat. Damn it, I said it again, didn't I? Yeah, I know. Are you paying attention to the yeah. time, jackass? Yeah. Hour 15. 
So I'm at five minutes, 48 minutes, an hour so, 15. So he said, <coughs> he said, asshole, mm -hmm. you never like wearing your hard hat. Mm -hmm. Why don't you uh, take your hard hat off? I don't want to take my hard off. Take your hard hat off. Okay, so my hard hat off. He took one look at me and he says, all right, we're going to the emergency room. I go, no, we're not. He goes, yes, we are. I said, nope, I'm not going. You can't make me. Like a petulant child. He goes, either we go to the emergency room or I have to, or I have to lay you off. All right, Dick, we'll go to the emergency room. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And uh, so we go to the emergency room. I call him Dick. It's it's playful. Right. But uh, so we go to the emergency room, and the nurse comes in, and she says, uh, she's taking a look at it. I said, now, I need you to shave as little as possible when you do the stitches. And she goes, why? I said, because I have a first date tonight, and I want to make a good impression. And she says, you're an idiot. Mm -hmm. What do you mean? She goes, well, I'm going to get you laid. We're going to get you some sympathy here. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to shave a little more than I have to. And when you're bandaged up, you'll get sympathy. Mm -hmm. That's a good thing. Don't sound good to me, but all right. Yep. You're in charge. So they do that. And I go on the date. And of course, you know, it's it's at uh, her church. And we have a great time. And and then uh, that's that. And that was a, that was a Friday, mm -hmm. I believe. You know, it was a Friday night. So Monday or Saturday, Sunday, mm -hmm. Monday I go to work, and I'm I'm always you've seen it. I mm -hmm. I when I've got a task at work, I don't think about anything but work. Mm -hmm. It's 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 one of the things I'm known for. I don't daydream or anything. I think about work. Apparently, when you're in love with someone, you can get distracted, which mm -hmm. is mm -hmm. irritating as hell. Mm -hmm. So Monday I'm working, running concrete anchors into these fixtures with a hammer. And managed to cut my wrist open. I go downstairs, head hanging down, blood dripping, a blood trail leading all the way to the break room. Dick sees me and goes, damn it, asshole. Which, once again, works. That's a perfect mm -hmm. name right there. Mm -hmm. Goes, okay. Takes the tools out of his Let's go. We go to the same emergency room. And so as we're get, as I'm getting stitched up, no, it was, it was Monday, it was Tuesday. Mm -hmm. So as I'm getting stitched up, it's Tuesday. So I got stitched up Friday. Now I'm getting stitches in my hand Tuesday. Now mm -hmm. the person they're having do the stitches in my hand, he's a new type doctor, one of those residents who, who doesn't sleep much and he mm. just graduated recently. Right. I'm sitting there and he's washing it up and I didn't notice that someone had walked in behind me and was standing behind me. I'm sitting there with my wrist out waiting for him to stitch it. And he goes, now, how do you suture this? And I said, oh, you just take it, you run it down through here, you come back, you run around here three times, you run it back through here, you pull tight, and then you cut it there, and then you do the same thing again and again till, till it's sutured up and you got it nice and closed up again. And then he says, is that right? And I thought he was still talking to me. I said, well, why, why do you ask if, you don't, if, if you're going to question me? Yeah. And I hear this voice behind me and goes, yep, that's correct. This man is also accident prone. Mm -hmm. And this young doctor goes, well, how do you know he's accident prone? He said, well, the first clue is he's able to tell you how to suture. Mm -hmm. And he's obviously not a doctor. And he's not a doctor. <laughs> he's like, oh. He goes, and secondly, the stitches in his scalp are ready to come out. Mm -hmm. He goes, when did you have these done? A week ago? I was like, about four days. And he goes, you heal pretty fast. I kind of have to, don't I, doc? Mm -hmm. Especially if you're accident prone. Well, and then uh, I had uh, uh, the next day after that, mm -hmm. 
was so that would be Wednesday, mm-hmm. the third day of the week. So right, the fourth day after my head injury, I've got stitches in my wrist. Well, I'm holding a piece of conduit up, and I reach back for the tape measure, and all of a sudden, apparently my hand's not that strong anymore, mm-hmm. and it starts to the conduit starts to go down at an angle, and I thought, nope, you're not. I'm a strong guy. I put all my strength in that. You're not moving. Well, most of my hand agreed with that, and it didn't move a bit. Uh, the thumb, however, it was calling for backup, but it wasn't coming. I tore the ligaments in the thumb. So uh, in four day, four working days, I had stitches, stitches, and torn ligaments. And the safety officer at work, while I'm at the shop filling out the paperwork for injury number three, right, that required an additional emergency room visit, says to me, nice lady, she says, all right, here's the deal. If you get injured one more time, <laughs> just one more time this year, I'm going to shoot you myself. <laughs> <laughs> and it's funny, she stuck up for me, her and my foreman stuck up for me because they apparently had a company-wide meeting mm-hmm. about whether or not to keep this dumbass apprentice. Mm-hmm. And the safety manager and the... And my foreman were the deciding votes. Now, my foreman carried the most weight because he was with the owner mm-hmm. when the owner founded the company like 35 years before. Right, so he's a and senior guy. Even when it, and when it was back when it was just the two of them, he would he, he knew how to fly a plane, so he'd fly him out the middle of Oregon somewhere and do a job and fly him back. Right. He said, no, no, he's a good kid. He's a good hard worker. He knows his stuff. He just, he had a rough spot. Won't happen again. He's good. Mm-hmm. Well, if that's good enough for you, Dick, that's good enough for me. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that was another. So this is this happened about a, about uh, this all happened about two months before the other one because the other one was in December. Right. Yeah, that guy was going to take his shirt off in December and hold it against my head mm-hmm. out of his fucking mind. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we get back to uh, when I met mm-hmm. the the girl uh, and actually now, now my wife. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is where everyone sends condolences. Mm-hmm. But uh, leading up to meeting her, I um, I consider myself a Christian. Mm-hmm. Now, you know me. I'm not the type of Christian that uh, thumbs the Bible, knows every verse, and will right. uh, will chase you down if you're not following God's law. Uh, my friends know I don't like people blaspheming around me. Right. Uh, and from listening to me, you know I say a lot of shit, but that's where I draw the line. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, other than that, I'm just as bad as everyone else. I, you, you try to aspire to be Christ-like, but it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. You just had you got to keep trying. But there was a period of time where I was, I'm I observe people. It's mm-hmm. one of the things I do. You, you know this, no, no. I observe and I watch people mm-hmm. and I see how they interact. It's one of those things because I don't. I don't naturally know how to do it. I have to see other people do it, and that's what I copy. Right. Well, so I saw all my friends do the dating thing. Mm-hmm. I saw some fucked up shit dating. I was like, okay, I'm not going to make that mistake. Not going to make that mistake. Got it, got it, got it. And every one of them, every mistake you guys all made, mm-hmm. I tried to avoid. Mm-hmm. But I didn't I didn't date. I, I, I want to say I didn't date much, but it was it was less than that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and but uh, for a period of time, for about uh, three years or so, every day the one place in that house where I had 
I had a moment to myself was in the shower. Mm. And I took long showers. And now I realize my parents must have thought I was doing something else in the shower, but mm-hmm. I never, I, did, I didn't do that in the shower. What I did in the showers after I cleaned myself, I would kneel down and I would pray mm-hmm. until the water got cold and I decided it's time to leave the shower. That's why you need an Instahot. <laughs> well, I've got one now. Yeah. And, uh, but, uh, so I, I would kneel down and I would pray. And I prayed for the same thing. I prayed that, that, uh, I prayed that I would find the one person that I'm meant to be with mm-hmm. and that I didn't want to do the whole stupid dating thing. Now, I did date occasionally, but it's like, please don't put me through what all my friends have gone through. I don't want to go through that. Right. Which is a stupid thing. Everyone should go through that. And, mm-hmm. and I dated a few people. Like, uh, I'll say Renee because, well, yeah. She, yeah. she's <laughs> dead. She's dead, so... <laughs> And that was a fun one. Remind me. <laughs> to be fair, you didn't kill her. <laughs> no, no, I did not. I got to write that down. I got to write Renee because yeah. that one is a good one. Uh, yeah, that'll be a different show. Yeah, that, that's was, funny one. That, was a, that was a pretty good one because that, that dating, we dated for three or four years. Yeah, something like that, yeah. Yeah, but it, it, it's the weirdest damn dating you ever yeah. did here. But uh, so I, I didn't want to. I didn't want to waste my time with with, the, with sure. a bunch of dating. So what I did was I prayed about it. And I did that every day for a few years. And then one day I just, you know what? Jesus, let me, I, I think I can take this world. I think I can do this world on my own. I'm, I'm going to step away for a little bit and see how I can do. Huh? And that's what I did. I, walk, I, I would say I walked away from the Lord. I kept him in my heart, but I just, I'm going to do my own thing. Uh-huh. And I dated a couple people. You set me up with a couple people. Prick. <laughs> but uh and then there was the one date you set up a double date and i still i'm still irritated with you about this you know things turn out the way they turn out but i'm still irritated about this with you because we went to denny's or sherry's i can't remember which, i think it was a sherry's I'm trying to remember up it. by tower mall we had this set up and it turns out the one that you had originally set up the date with was not the looker of the two and she, her friend that she was setting up, and I was supposed to be dating her friend. So you're putting the moves on the girl that I'm supposed to be set up with. So you're pissing off the one you're you're with, and you're pissing off the one that I'm supposed to be with, and you're pissing me off. Now here's so, the funny part so about we're, all we're, that. We're, I don't we're, remember any of that, but that sounds exactly like some shit I would do. But we're both basically, Steve. You're gonna get this one. My girl's name this. Okay, so I get there. I'm like, hey, I got a looker, and all of a sudden I'm having to compete with him. Like. What the fuck? I'm sitting there going, what the fuck are you doing? We both look like idiots now. You're making us look bad. Neither of us is getting anything. But you're, you're trying so hard to get into her pants. and like, what the hell are you doing? Now, none, neither of us is getting anything. It doesn't mean much to you because you'll just go somewhere else. But yeah. me, I don't have a whole lot to work bitches. with. I don't have much to work with here. But anyway, so you'd set me up with a few. Now, now this one uh, came about a year after the last one you'd set me up with, which was with your ex-wife's friend her yep. best friend yep, yep, yep. and we went out on one date and i thought she was kind of nice yep. and then we went to go out on another date and mm-hmm. she's just like you know what no mm-hmm. nope nope just done with you mm-hmm. no i think we went on two or three dates okay we went on, we went on a few of them and uh she took me four wheel one time mm-hmm. it's like in the dark great plan here's the thing you know how you're supposed to put on moves mm-hmm. that, that's why she uh, didn't want to go out with me anymore mm-hmm. because I have no moves. Mm-hmm. I'd never used moves, mm-hmm. and so she broke it off. And uh, I remember you came over to my house. I was uh, listening to George Thorogood mm-hmm. on repeat 
the I Drink Alone song, which is mm. hilarious because I, I, I don't drink. You don't drink, yeah. So I'm sitting there drinking my Pepsi, listening to I Drink Alone, and I'm singing to it. Yeah, with nobody else. <laughs> and you went back to your your now ex and said, that's it. You're not allowed to set him up with anyone. Right. Because she was behind that. Okay, okay. Well, then fast forward a year and this woman at the Target that works with your what? Your fiance mm -hmm. was giving you shit back. And you're like, huh, she's got a backbone. Mm -hmm. And you looked at her and you looked at the fiance and you go, we should set him up, set her up with asshole. Mm -hmm. And she's like, "Really?" She's all happy. Can I? Can I? Yeah. Yeah. Let's let's set her up with asshole. And she's like, yeah, "I haven't gotten him back yet." She's like, <laughs> "She's like, who the hell is this?" She's like, "Trust me, you'll like him. He's a good guy." Okay, whatever. So, the day comes around. Mm -hmm. It's a it's a Saturday night, mm -hmm. and I'm I'm wearing my nicest clothes. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing uh, pants with no, you know, Levi's with no holes in the knees. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing one of my fancy dress t-shirts. Mm -hmm. I'm wearing my nicest jacket mm -hmm. with a crocheted uh, Yosemite Sam character on the back. It's a <laughs> denim jacket. It's my nicest jacket. And I'm looking, I look good. I, I was wearing deodorant and everything. I was looking good. Mm -hmm. And we go walking into this Target, and as soon as we walk in, we hear the words. Oh my God, does anyone know CPR? Mm -hmm. I was an electrical apprentice at the time. Part of the electrical apprenticeship is they require every apprentice to know CPR because mm -hmm. you never know when you're going to have to use it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, shit, because I'm wearing all my nicest clothes. Mm -hmm. uh, we go up there and there's already a crowd there. Nobody knows CPR. It's like, okay, okay. I said, okay, you call 911 because there was mm -hmm. someone with a cell phone. It's like, okay, mm -hmm. you call 911. And then I saw someone else that said, you. I said, I need, a, I need a cloth or something. Now, we are standing five feet from an entire rack of brand new clothes. Mm -hmm. And Billy here mm -hmm. takes his shirt off and hands it to me. Mm -hmm. So we use that. My Weird Al concert shirt, which pisses me off to this day. Well, you're the dumbass. I need I know. cloth. It's Right over there. I'm I'll give thinking. you this one. I'm thinking I'm going to take care of this man who is having so, trouble. So I take that cloth and I said, now you, you're going to hold this to the back of this man's head. Mm -hmm. And your entire job in the world is to make sure nobody moves his head. Not me, not anybody. Because mm -hmm. he might have a spinal injury. He's bleeding out. There's a puddle under his head by the time I got there. He's like, you're going to hold this here. Now what had happened was this 86-year-old man had a stroke. Mm -hmm. On the way to falling to the ground, he hit his head on the jewelry counter and mm -hmm. then on the ground. Oh, yeah. So, and he's laying there when I get there. So, and I start checking for other injuries because mm -hmm. I got someone, okay, they're holding the compress. Mm -hmm. 911's called. I start checking, you know, I check. He's got a pulse. He's breathing. It's obvious. Okay. So I start checking him for other injuries. And mm -hmm. someone says, you got to do CPR. And I pointed at him and said, I ain't doing shit until he's dead. Mm -hmm. So I start checking for other injuries and I'm done checking. It's like, okay. And then all of a sudden, it, just as I finish checking, you hear the death rattle. Oh, I remember oh. that too. Damn it. It clears there. I said, I, somebody get me a mirror. So they got a mirror off the jewelry counter. I held it. You had no breath, no pulse. Damn it. So I put you starting with chest compressions. Mm -hmm. I was going to take over when you got tired. Mm -hmm. But you were like a dynamo. You didn't slow down at all. And so you're doing the chest compressions. I showed you how to hold the hands and where mm -hmm. to put them. Yep. You're doing chest compressions. And I'm doing the rescue breaths. And we're mm -hmm. doing that. I said, does anyone have a CPR micro shield? Mm-hmm. Some lady had one in her purse. Mm -hmm. 
quote, quote, she doesn't know CPR, but she had a micro shield. So mm-hmm. I took that and I used that and I, I'm doing the mouth to mouth. You're mm-hmm. doing the chest compressions. We've got a crowd of about 15 to 20 people around us. Mm-hmm. All of a sudden the paramedics showed up with their gear and they showed up and I saw my between breaths. I said, do you need us to move out of your way? And they said, let us get set up first. I said, okay. So we're still going. And all of a sudden they said, okay, we want in there. As soon as they said that phrase, in in tandem, we both were standing behind them, like synchronized rodeo stars. We're both right behind them, hands in air, like done. Mm-hmm. And at this point, the entire crowd not only doesn't move back to give them more room, they actually move in and lean forward. Mm-hmm. And we're standing there, and I said, okay, everybody, get out of here. Get back. Let them do their job. Go away. Go do your shopping. They're doing their thing. Get the hell out of here. Yep. So I'm along. shoot everyone away as soon as everybody was pretty much gone. Mm-hmm. We're like, okay. And you said, I'm going to go let the ladies know we're here because we were going to go out on a double date that night. Mm-hmm. It was a blind date for me and uh, my future wife. Mm-hmm. And I said, okay, uh, you go do that. I'm going to go wash the blood out of my goatee. Mm-hmm. So I went off to the bathroom. Mm-hmm. You're over there at the camera sound area talking to the fiance, let filling her in. By the time I washed everything out, I'm shaking. Mm-hmm. I'm shaking like a dog trying to pass a peach pit. I am just shaking. There's you know, adrenaline. Mm-hmm. And so I go walking back there to the camera sound area. And as soon as my eyes landed on her, is the best phrase I've got. As soon as my eyes landed on this woman, that's the first time in my life that I heard the voice of the Lord. Mm-hmm. And after talking to Pastor Dave, I now know, for those not that are unfamiliar, it's not crazy. You... Everybody hears the voice of the Lord. You just don't know it. Mm-hmm. It's that voice in your head that says something in your voice. It sounds like you. Mm-hmm. But it says something you wouldn't say. Mm-hmm. You would never have thought to say that. Never in a million years. I've heard it several times. I've heard it laughing at me. Mm-hmm. But uh, that was the voice of the Lord. I, that, that moment, I heard the voice of the Lord. And I felt his hand on my shoulder. And I felt him pointing. And I heard, there she is right there there she is Mm -hmm. and at that moment i knew he was talking about that's the woman i'm supposed to be with and all the adrenaline everything in my body it just i almost dropped to the floor it was it was a miracle i was still standing and she came up to me and the the view of her walking up was nice Mm -hmm. and when she walked up and she's so excited she's like you wouldn't believe it. There's so much going on. There's this, 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 this. She's talking about the CPR. I, like, I put my hands up. Hold, hold, hold on. I said, this is very, I said, I know, I know all about it. I, I was the one doing the CPR, mm-hmm. which stopped her. And I said, this is very important to me. You have no idea how important, but I'm a little messed up right now. Can we do this another night? Mm-hmm. Which she agreed to, but uh, mm-hmm. that's, that's the night I met my wife and that's, mm-hmm. That's how I met her. Was that was not only did I I knew that guy wasn't going to make it. Mm. Oh yeah, it so was clear this man that. died. But I met the woman that I'm going to spend the rest of my life with, and I heard the voice of the Lord and felt His presence. Like, holy crap! Mm-hmm. I I don't know how those people in biblical times managed to get through all that. Mm-hmm. That's impressive. But so uh, mm-hmm. a side note for people wanting to know about the old man. Mm-hmm. Let me continue that story. It's not the most pleasant of stories. Mm-hmm. When we were standing there, we were there long enough for the, they defibbed him one time and got him back. Mm-hmm. He had a pulse. He was breathing. They were able to defibrillate him and get him back. Mm-hmm. 
He died on the way to the hospital from loss of blood. Mm. Now, as I was told later mm -hmm. from someone working there, mm -hmm. apparently after we left and after the paramedics left, in the food court about 40, 40 feet away or so, mm -hmm. was this little old lady mm -hmm. who happened to be sitting at the other end of the food court facing the other direction she had her hearing aids out and she was just sitting there waiting for her husband to come back he was mm -hmm. he's, he got up he said he was going to take a look at something he'd be right back mm -hmm. and she flagged down one of the people working in that food court to ask her uh, if she'd seen her husband mm -hmm. and i do not envy that poor woman having to tell this mm -hmm. nice little lady that her husband uh has passed away because mm -hmm. By the time this lady had asked, they had been told, you know, the paramedics had come back to let him know that, hey, yeah, he didn't make it. He, right. He was pronounced dead at the hospital. He died en route. Well, I don't scar. Yeah, that big-ass scar that yeah. looked like he had heart surgery. And I'm like, oh, boy, yeah, <laughs> this is not but, a good sign. Yeah, so that, that, that guy, you know, mm -hmm. he, we did our job. Mm -hmm. And they defibbed him, got him back once, mm -hmm. but... Uh, I still people tell people the day I met my wife I killed a man. Mm -hmm. But uh, the one yeah, thing... so that's that's the story of how mm -hmm. I met my wife. Mm -hmm. And then the funny, mm -hmm. the, there is another little funny story with that. Mm -hmm. I don't know if you remember mm -hmm. the following uh, Tuesday, no Thursday, because I went to class Tuesdays and Thursdays mm -hmm. at the apprenticeship. The following Thursday was CPR recertification night because <laughs> it had been a year, right? And so they. Bring in the CPR instructor, and he's going through all the stuff. And and beforehand, he goes, so I just want to ask, in the last year, has anybody used any of the skills from last year's session, mm -hmm. uh, you know, doing first aid or CPR? And several of us raised our hands. And the three or four people before me, it's like, uh, yeah, someone, they got cut across the leg, and I was able to stop the bleeding and keep them calm and everybody calm until the paramedics showed up. And right. another person's like, well, I, I helped someone who cut themselves at work. I helped them bandage up and, and a couple of stories like that. One person had gotten a concussion and they said, you know, you, you should, right. You should sit down. We need to have you evaluated. Right. And then it gets to me and say, like, well, uh, I did CPR on a man at target on Saturday and, uh, yeah, they, they defibbed him once they got him back, but he died on the way to the hospital. Mm -hmm. And that's, that's all I said. Mm -hmm. And then it was dead silent in the room. Everyone just slack-jawed staring at me because we'd all had class Tuesday, but I didn't think mm -hmm. to mention that. Because mm -hmm. I was in class. I was there to learn and do things. So right. personal life stays personal, and that's that's right. that's school. Like They're like, what the hell? You didn't say anything. What the hell? Mm -hmm. like, nobody asked. Yeah. Nobody said, how was your weekend? I would have yeah. said something. So uh, that was funny. And mm -hmm. so after that... Now, the, the CPR instructor doesn't usually get that response. It mm -hmm. says, okay. And so they go to the other people, and everyone else like, it went from being, I did this, to, yeah, all I did was this. <laughs> like, the three or four people after that, before the instructor says, okay, I want to stop everyone. Each one of you is saying now that all I did was this. Mm -hmm. Granted, he did a whole lot. Mm -hmm. But what you did was important, too. If you weren't there, it could have been a lot worse. Mm -hmm. And then I piped up, plus your guy lived. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For me, I'll, I'll put a bow on that on that whole story. So when you were washing up, 
I went back to go talk to the girls and found my fiance at the time and um, your lady was not around and I walk in and because there was blood everywhere I had blood on me too yep and, and you had a you didn't have but, your shirt but I didn't have a shirt on yeah so I walk back <laughs> there <laughs> like you got in a fight she sees me covered in blood with no shirt on <laughs> but knowing me her first question is whose blood is that <laughs> <laughs> Could not stop laughing because she goes, "What is so funny?" I go, "Most people would go, oh my god, are you hurt? What happened?" <laughs> you you go, "Who's blood?" <laughs> that reminds me. Yeah. Uh, and if you split this into two parts, I've got yeah. another title for you. Right. Hold my tooth. Mm. Yeah, I gotta tell that story. Uh, yeah. I'll, I'll make it the next one because I'm starting to feel the, the tired kind of kick in. Oh, come on. It's a quick story. All it's right, not go even ahead. five. It's not even go five ahead. minutes. I'll let you tell it. Okay. So, uh, uh, Billy here is staying at that aunt's house, mm -hmm, auntie's mm -hmm, house. Mm -hmm. And he's there, and he's, he's got his cousin with him. Mm -hmm. And some other people now in that neighborhood, mm -hmm. there was a group of people who thought they were in a, quote, gang, and mm -hmm. that they were tough motherfuckers. Mm -hmm. And as I told you in high school, when you joined one of those, quote, gangs mm -hmm. of, quote, tough motherfuckers... Mm -hmm. That y'all are just stupid because you are in the middle of white suburbia. There's no way in hell you're a gang. That that Lake Oswego uh, ghetto's a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, it's like, now 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 down in Compton. Yeah, okay, that they can call themselves a gang. But you guys, now you're a bunch yeah. of white posers. Yeah, and, and I'm not white posers. Mm -hmm. And uh, so there's a couple of them messing around with you. Now you weren't in high school anymore. Mm -hmm. Uh, you'd move back down from up north, mm -hmm. you'd finish that school, and you're staying at the auntie's house, and they're trying to start some shit. They're just talking shit in the front yard. Finally, you're just like, you know what, that's it. Now, we'd gone hunting that one time, and mm -hmm. I think we've told the story yep, we have. where you lost your tooth. And that's also one time how you freaked out a stripper on us mm -hmm. with, with his removable flipper tooth. Mm -hmm. And he's standing there, and... These kids, are, they're ready to throw down. They're ready to go. They're ready to go. All right, that's it. You went, hold my tooth and handed your tooth to your cousin mm -hmm. and put your fists up and both of them were like, whoa, whoa what the fuck? The one who goes, hold my tooth. You know what? No, we're good. I like to We're fight. good. <laughs> hold my tooth. It's like that time at, Mc, at uh, Taco Bell. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I am trained. I, I've spent... Uh, about 15, almost 18 years of my life mm -hmm. training to kick people's ass mm -hmm. in one form or another. Wrestling, martial arts, what have you. Or just uh, like fighting mm -hmm. when we were in elementary school. I've told that story, you know. Right. But uh, when, when, when I'm at Fork. Mm -hmm. but, uh, but you know me. I don't like, I don't mm -hmm. fight people out. And, unless we're just sparring or something, I don't fight people. Because mm -hmm. I'm trained, you know, try to talk them out of it. And I'm right. smart enough to know how because... Uh, in this city, if you get in a fight, you actually both get arrested. Uh -huh. doesn't matter who started it. Uh -huh. And so several times I've had people pull up next to us and I'll talk them out. You know, they're wanting to go. They're wanting to throw down right now. And I'll talk them out of it. Uh -huh. And it pisses you off every time because you know yeah. I can kick ass. Yeah. It's like, come on, let's go, man. <laughs> you, like to fight, you like to fight. You're ready to brawl. And all of a sudden you, you got someone who's built for brawling. And it's like, well, stop that. Stop <laughs> talking them out of it. We're in this Taco Bell drive-thru, and 
these two guys in this little lowered fucked up pickup truck, mm-hmm. they're sitting up front banging their rap music, mm-hmm. and in the back are the two girls. Mm-hmm. Now the girls decide they're going to start some shit and get their guys going and get their own juices flowing, watching their mm-hmm. guys kick ass. And so they started, they were pointing at us and saying some shit, so we flipped them off. Mm-hmm. Fuck you, what do you know about it? Well, they turned and spoke inside the window, and the two guys got out of the truck. Mm-hmm. Now, we outweighed each one of them by easily 40 pounds, and we were bodybuilder, well, bodybuilder slash powerlifter at the mm-hmm. time, and you could tell by looking in the car that we were in, your mm-hmm. your little 89 Mustang, you're like, mm-hmm. yeah, they, uh, yeah, they're big guys. Mm-hmm. They got out, they took one look at us, and instead of trying to talk them out of it, I went, Click and undid my seatbelt. Yeah. I was like, ooh, we're throwing oh, down. Let's like, go. Oh, oh, hell yeah. You had that seatbelt off so fast. Like, oh, yeah, yeah. They came on. You scared them away, though, because they saw the excitement in your, yeah. in your eyes. Like, like, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Finally. <laughs> they both got back in the truck and drove up to the window, got their stuff, and left. <laughs> that was great, too. I was so excited. I was like, we're going to fight. This is great. <laughs> I am Cornelio. <laughs> Oh shit! Uh, well, that, right. was, that was awesome. Well, I'm gonna I'm gonna cut it here because I can feel the sleepies kicking my ass, which I'll tell you a funny story offline. Okay, but really, did you call it the sleepies? Yeah, you just go fuck yourself. Uh, <laughs> I'm a manly man. So this is kicking back broth. <laughs> that's that's not one of our things. We're quoting Ron White there. You know, if you want to hear that story. Listen to all the Ron White ones. You'll catch up. Yeah. <laughs> all right. They call me Tater Salad. <laughs> <laughs>